what's going on? My name's Jess Wood. Welcome to Get Wood. I am so excited to talk to you this week. I watched that documentary about Woodstock 99, and uh, I, it really fucked me up. <laughs> let's talk about it, shall we? Come on, let's sing the song before we start the show. Bam! And you say, God damn, this is a dope jam. I'm broad. I'm abroad and I'm broader than Broadway. Yes, I'm broad. Sing it along. And I'm broad. Said I'm broader than Broadway. And I'm diddling, diddling, diddling myself. You know I am because it feels so good. Your sauce will mix with ours and we'll make a good goulash, baby. What time is it? It's time for Get Wood with Jess Wood. That's right. I'm wearing customized wooden, made of wood. It's very meta over here right now on a Tuesday, noontime mountain. That's right. I'm in mountain time. And uh, welcome to Get Wood. Hello. I am Jess Wood, your hostess with Damostis. That's right. You come, you, you stop for the nipples and you stay for the funny stories. I know how to do it. I know how to pull them in. Hey, babesy. Hey, little girl. Um, hey, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so thrilled to talk to you this week about a bunch of stuff. But first of all, let's just talk about this new... You know, sometimes I love to give you a review of television. I do watch some television. You know, being a comedian and an act... Being a comedian and an actress, uh, you have a lot of downtime. And what do you want to do? I used to do heroin, but now I watch documentaries. <laughs> Much healthier much healthier, no shame on anyone's game, but a healthier way for me, for Jess Wood. Uh, so anyway, I, um, I saw that this new, uh, documentary is out for, uh, from Woodstock 99. Okay. Now you would think, oh, Jess, you're just saying this because it has wood in the, the sentence. No, not because it has wood in the title at all, but because I was so curious to see, because I remember, look, this is my generation. I don't like to admit it. A lot of y'all out there are, are my generation, the Gen X kids. We did not, first of all, we weren't raised. So if when there's no one around to raise you, how do you know how to act except for a monstrous and savage attitude? You know what I'm talking about, kids? And so, uh, Woodstock 99, not your father's Woodstock. Well, it certainly wasn't because hopefully your father didn't rape your mother at Woodstock 69. Although, you know, I think a lot of that did happen in the 69 Woodstock and we just didn't know. Like there was brown acid, which is bad acid. Uh, there were, there. I think there was a death or two. Uh, there was uh, a baby was born by the scaffolding. Now, fuck, man, if you're that kid who was born at Woodstock, I'm giving you a hug right now, virtually a hug, because I know what it's like to be raised by dirty, drug uh, addled, drunk, perverted, violent hippies. <laughs> Did you know that's what I was going to say? I think you do. I think you do, gang. It's a lot of you. You're my people. You're my people and I love you. And you know what? Even if you're not my people, listen to how my people are. It's fucking crazy. So I turn on the Woodstock 99 because I remember pretty well. I mean, it's 22 years ago now. Okay. And, and look, our fucking weird ass nation, fucked up nation, racist bullshit nation has been fucked up for so long. I mean, forever for, since we started here, right? Since the white people came or the Spanish came, or whoever came and they were wrong, you know, Columbus showed up and he was like, whoops, this is the wrong place. India, Indians, you know, all that shit. Okay. Since then we've not been doing very well, but we have pockets that are like, ah, 
extra horrifying, right? Extra fucking horrifying. Even if you don't even count all the racism and sexism and all that bullshit. Okay, so let's go back. Friends, neighbors, lovers, acquaintances, people I've never met maybe. Come on, come with me. Let's go back to 1999. Before 9-11, before any kind of security was in effect for any of us, everyone just kind of living to the fullest if they were in business in terms of like, uh, you know, cocaine and (laughs) banking and businesses like that. So uh, really kind of a very uh, interesting time for music if you remember, now I didn't remember this uh, much, but it but it really was an interesting time for music and for the country. Because what was happening in the country? I'll remind you. Well, Lewinsky and Clinton. Yeah, it was a big deal. The big jizz on the dress, the blowjobs, the cigar and the pussy, like all that stuff was happening in 1999. So he was getting impeached for the blowjobs. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You know, remember that one. So that was happening. Then Y2K was on the way, which was like this thing that everyone was for sure we were going to die. It was one of those, uh, you know, horrifying, like, oh, my God, in the year 2000, everything's going to shit. Like, how did the computers, how will we do it? How will we make it? Like, really freaked out. So freaked out that my mom, who raised me as a vegan on welfare, if you didn't know, I know, smart, uh, she was living in New York City at the same time I was, which was 2000. Or, um, excuse me, 1999. <laughs> In 1999. And she made me come and pick up a, uh, I believe it was four pound box of dried milk. Now, she raised me a vegan. And, but she was like, Jesse, the world's going to end and you need this dried milk. Like, what? how is that going to help me? Anyhow, <clears throat> that's where I was in 99. <clears throat> Pardon me. I had a smoothie. So it got a little kerkunkled in there. Anyway, Clinton and Lewinsky, um, Y2K, Columbine had just happened. We'd never seen anything like that in our life. Now you say 22 years later, ah, school shootings, a dime a dozen. How fucking horrifying is that? There's a lot of shit going on back then. That you're like, oh my God, this, oh my God, no. And then now it's like, mm, the president was with a bunch of whores, has a bunch of illegitimate. He was with a, pro, he was with a porn star. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like it's changed a lot in the 22 years. This was before Pam Anderson. This was before tit jobs. This was before, I mean, not before tit jobs, but no one was really doing it. And I'll explain how I know this once we get into Woodstock 99. Just giving you the outer banks, if you will, of what was happening in the decade or in the year leading up to this concert. And let's talk about the music for a sec. We had just been introduced to such bands as um, Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears and uh, shit like that. So, and not that I don't love Britney. Of course I love Britney. And P.S., just as a side note, don't we think she's looking better? She's still dancing sweaty in her living room, but now she's got her titties out. Like, I feel like she feels a little bit more em- empowered, don't you? I feel I feel good for her. I feel like she's on the right track right now. She's like, you know, got a lot of people behind her. Anyway, I'm so greasy. Um, I get excited. And plus, I turn off all the air and anything that could be noisy because goddamn last week I didn't even have my microphone in my hand. Oh, she's done a lot of drugs, but we still love her. I'm talking to myself and me 
and that's what your song is to me. Anyhow, so the music was really funky, right? But we had also just lost Kurt Cobain a few years before that, and we had just come off this very um, kind of enlightened and, and, and exciting music, and now we were in this very poppy, weird place uh, with, like I said, Backstreet, Boy, Backstreet Boys, <clears throat> in sync. Uh, so, so the other music that was happening, which I didn't realize they titled it new metal. I didn't know that. I just thought it was like alty fucking weird shit where they took a hybrid of hip hop and heavy metal and rock and roll. And they're just like, rah, and, and like, I'm a mad white guy. And they just <laughs> melded it all together. So I was just it was so wild to watch uh this documentary about Woodstock 99 because you started to re- remember looking at the lineup in the beginning of the movie they're like oh this was the lineup of the the weekend three days and nights of not your father's Woodstock you know all that shit and so it was um it was bands like Insane Clown Posse and Limp Biscuit was a big thing uh, Kid Rock, a major situation going out there. And so everybody was really riled up. And when I mean everybody, I mean a lot of young white men with backwards baseball caps and cargo shorts on who were really, really angry about a lot of shit. So Fiona Apple was not there. Uh, she would have been a great, uh, <laughs> she would have been a help, actually. Uh, I don't, I think she feared for her life. Like there were three female acts throughout the weekend and they had one for each uh, day. And it was Cheryl Crow who talked mad shit. She's like, oh my God, it was horrifying. Uh, they had uh, Cheryl Crow, Jewel, and I fixed my teeth later on in my life. And um, and there was Alanis Morissette. Isn't it ironic, right? That fucking thing. But that was all. That was all. And there was, uh, <laughs> for some reason, Rosie Perez came out after DMX had played. And DMX was the only, I'm pretty sure, oh no, the Roots were there. There were like a couple of uh, hip hop bands, but it was, but DMX was like the big pull for the white kids. And they're like, what, what? And they were so, and it was, they were riled. And I feel old because I was like, they did rile up the kids. He did rile them up. They need to calm down. It was very hot there and people were having exhaustion and fainting. So I was really, really, if you love Fiona Apple, I, I'm sure you do because she fucking, all she did was underwear videos. She's like, and now I'm in my underwear and I'm mad at you because you eat meat. Uh, so, so back to the show, right? So uh, Woodstock 99, everybody, it's a $180 ticket. And it's and they're doing it. The location this year is at an Air Force base in upstate New York. Now, yes, upstate New York was the place that they had Woodstock originally. And actually, I didn't even remember that they had Woodstock in 94 because it was such a peaceful and cool shit. And they had all kinds of like, you know, that's probably where Fiona Apple played was the 94 Woodstock when it was all like, oh, this is so cool. Like everyone's really advanced and they're like men are in skirts and stuff. Like it was very fluid like it is now again, which I appreciate. But, you know, we had we, not Woodstock 99. So 
<laughs> Buy your tickets for the military base. Come in. It's completely asphalt. There's no shade. There's no nothing. Everybody brings their little tents. They're not allowed to bring their own water or their food. I hope you don't plan on watching this movie because I'm going to fucking tell you the whole deal. But what I really, really, I won't because it'll take the whole time up. But what I'd really like to tell you is this. It was so telling. Oh, you know what else was happening in 99, folks? Girls Gone Wild. Mm-hmm. And if you don't remember Girls Gone Wild, God bless, because that's it was a horrifying situation. Uh, Girls Gone Wild is, how would I explain it now to, to you? It, it would be if you took OnlyFans, right, the OnlyFans site, and you... Uh, made it free <laughs> and you made it in front of men who were like, yeah, fucking touch your clit, bitch, you know, and stuff like that. And we're kind of yelling at you from the sidelines in a club and maybe you were told to lick, lick your girl's titty, you know, and like, you're like, ah, and the, but you're drunk. So you're like, ah, and then you know you're going to end up on a TV or not TV, but a VHS videotape. <laughs> That was sold late night at night for two for $10, which, you know, so the girls are not getting paid. They're not. They can't be getting paid. Can they? They're like, I'll buy you a fucking shot, you whore. And they're like, okay. I mean, it was really a sad time. 99. Mm, God damn it. So, (laughs) uh, So the Girls Gone Wild phenomenon had really unfortunately sunk its teeth into you know our whole situation so a lot of females and myself included I would say uh thought that maybe it was our fault if we were somehow you know accosted or yelled at or fucked with or something like that so uh that's a that psychologically going in to this festival where it's mostly 18 to 25 year old white men who are angry and horny and all the the signs say like show me your tits or boob inspector or i want acid and tits like <laughs> let me just tell you as an acid as an avid acid taker myself i will tell you this ass if i were tripping and i saw that sign bad trip right away bad trip not 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 a good trip not psychedelic and groovy sir okay so anyhow lot a lot of a uh, lot of date rape a lot of who doesn't want acid and titties I know eyeball but there's a better way of you know <laughs> please don't take it forcefully from us do you know what I mean so the the whole situation I'm not gonna go into detail I mean I already have but I'm not gonna go into detail of all three of the nights but you can imagine it was very riled up too hot too sweaty too horny you know, if you're not fucking, you're fighting. So there was things torn down. By the last night, things were on fire. Women got raped. There was sexual assaults. There were so many horrifying things that happened at this festival. Got people died. People fucking fell over. People, you know, people were like, I will never go to another festival again. But the thing that stood out to me the most, I have to say, because you know, I'm this this brain of mine is pretty wild. Um, they were asking. Uh, you know, documentary style, they ask, like, where do you think these people are now? These guys, these date raping, gate pushing, uh, pit punching, <laughs> trample dudes are now. And without missing a beat, I screamed out, insurrection. They, they were at the Capitol on the 6th. Because 
I, and you know, my timing couldn't have been better because I mean, really, if you think about it, a lot of those kids were 18, 20 years later, they're almost 40 years old. Are they disgruntled? Oh, they're so disgruntled. Were they disgruntled 20 years ago? Yes. Did it get any better? Probably not. And I don't mean to blanket everyone at Woodstock 99 as being someone who stormed the Capitol on January 6th, but I really wouldn't put it past them. Few of them might own some tiki torches. Do you know what I'm saying? It just seemed to me, because a lot of people are so amazed. Oh my God, how could there still be so much hate? How could there still be so much horror, horror and racism and sexism? and stuff. And I'm like, well, I'd like to point out that my generation was really never taught. Don't, don't do that. You know what I mean? Like we were never told that. And then when we started to get these like HR, I mean, not me, cause I've never worked in an office, but I imagine there's, or I've heard there are HR human resources uh, departments that are just set up just because of sexual harassment, you know? And, uh, we don't understand that. And, and, I, I mean, I do, but <laughs> I'm saying as a generation, it was kind of lost on us that we had to have, we weren't respected, right? From our folks or the people that were supposed to be our caretakers, they didn't care. So how are we supposed to care? We're just disgruntled. And I, I talk to friends of mine sometimes and we talk about how angry we are a lot of the time. And I say, you know, it makes sense that we would be angry. We were like this is just insane. This whole life, if you're sensitive at all to what's going on in the world <laughs> ever, you're going to be angry or you're going to be sad. Uh, I'd rather be a little angry though. Like I always say, I like being a little bit anxious as opposed to being a little bit depressed. And I can tell when, you know, when I'm depressed, it's like, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to take a shower. But when I'm anxious, man, I'm fucking doing the dishes. I'm mopping the floor. I'm fucking screeching the fucking scratch guy. I'm doing projects. I'm sewing a doll. You know what I mean? Not, not voodoo, but I will if you request one. Um, so yeah, so that was, I really recommend watching, <laughs> watching that Woodstock 99 documentary because it really, really is a telltale sign. Like it's like a pre-show to what the next 20 years was. And I hate, I hate saying that because it's just been such a shit show this last, uh, 22, you know, 200, uh, years or so, you know, so we, we hope that we're making it better. We do. We hope we're making it better. We hope we're, we're, figuring it out but it seems as if now there's still these giant pockets of people that are like fuck god they just don't feel like they don't feel like i don't think they feel like they i don't think they understand that sharing and compassion and love is a really good thing you know this fucking capital i was listening to the news this morning why i don't know am i depressed and i don't know it <laughs> i was listening to the news and they were and they had the live uh you know the fucking, the, the, the Kate, the jury, the, you know, the court case of the, they're interviewing the fucking cops that were at the Capitol. And the cops were like, I was scared for my life. This one cop was like, I was in Iraq and I was more scared at the Capitol. Fuck yeah. And that scares the shit out of me. Are you kidding? I'm way more scared of militia and white dudes that think, you know, they, I don't know, they stole the vote and don't get vaccinated. Like, I can't, I don't even know. And I know I'm getting political and I don't usually get political, but I think it's kind of important to talk about. I mean, I just think it, it lends itself to believe that these guys were the guys from the Woodstock 99. <clears throat> yeah, I imagine it's different all over the world. But, you know, I, I, I just think it, uh, we need to uh, take into consideration what the fuck's going on. There are 
the justice system here is so fucked up. I mean, if those were black people that were storming the Capitol that day, you know what would have happened. There would have been so many dead black people. Instead of, we saw white people getting escorted out of the building. And it was absolutely fucking sickening and disgusting and gross. And I hate it. And I hate it, hate it, hate it. Okay, thanks, thanks. Bye. That's enough of that. I forgot to tell you last week. This is what I forgot to tell you. And I was so excited to tell you this. Now, this is how I know how much I love New Mexico and living in New Mexico. This is how much I love it. Okay. I was coming back from Arizona and I was driving over uh, the border, you know, of uh, Arizona to New Mexico. And as soon as I hit New Mexico and the rocks, that just, it changed. It, the energy changed and the, the, the um, geography changed. It was so fucking beautiful. It was like beyond. It was beyond, beyond. And so I just started howling. Yay! And I just started howling and crying and screaming and yip, 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 yip. And it just felt right, you know, it just felt like, hey. And I don't know if that means that I've already lived here in another life and I was like feeling it come up, that spirit, or if I just did really feel the, <laughs> the energy of this land and like, I fucking love it so bad. Okay, so bad. Don't be so fucking, it's sick. It's so sick. Uh, it's all sick here. That's what they say. All sick. Don't be butthurt because you live in LA. It's all sick here. Um, so I was like, oh, and all that. Uh, hey, anybody feel like they are rebelling still from their family? Like when they choose to do things, you know, I know a couple of y'all out there. Yes, Tibby, it's amazing to love where you live. And I know you love where you live now, my lovely friend. And I'm so I'm so happy for you. And you deserve it so much. And all y'all, like, if you love where you live, it's if it's in a van, it's in a room somewhere, if it's on the beach, I don't know, where if you love it, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, you're already beating the system. You know what I mean? Oh, Lord have mercy. So rebelling from the folks, right? Re breaking cycles. Like I say, I know a lot of you out there breaking cycles, generational ancestral cycles. And that's so beautiful. And I want to say, I, I just see you. I see you and I am so happy for you. And I really, really think it's brave and beautiful what you're doing. So keep, keep on, keep on keeping on my loves. And, uh, so I decided to take part in a rebellious act against the way I was raised. Because as I said last week, if you watched last week's show, uh, towards the end, I talked about getting, um, having no vaccinations ever my whole life. And again, I'm not political on this one. I don't have any conspiracy theory theories or anything like that. I already know, you know, for those who think, oh, it's going to be a tracking device. If you have a cell phone, you're already there's, you know what I mean? If you have a social security number, <laughs> you're already theirs. So just relax on that part. Um, if you're scared because you've never been vaxxed like myself, I, I totally understand. That was my whole situation was like, I've never, ever, ever. And yes, I, I have done heroin, but I didn't shoot it up. And yes, I do have a lot of tattoos, but if you've ever had a tattoo done, you know, it's nothing like a shot. So please, let us sit and take a breath. <laughs> you take a breath, Jessica. So I decided to do it last week after the show. So after I hung out with you guys, I was like, yeah, I was quoting Pulp Fiction, right? Get the shot. You know, the Eric Stoltz and, and John Travolta with Uma Thurman, they put the shot in the fucking 
she's all, Ugh. I mean, that. Uh, have you watched that in a while? That movie really holds up. It really holds up. Uh, anyways, so I, I went and I got the shot. And my lovely friend and neighbor, James, went with me to the local CVS. That's where they were doing the Moderna. A lot of people want to know. I love, it's like fucking sneakers. You know, your shot is now like sneakers. It's like, oh yeah, what, what'd you get? What'd you get? What'd, what'd you get? Like, which one'd you get? And I'm like, first of all, I will tell you straight the fuck out. Johnson and Johnson, fuck you because you've been giving ladies pussy cancer for 50 years. So suck a dick. You know what I'm saying? Johnson and Johnson. Why would I trust them with anything? I do, you can't give me a talcum powder that's not going to give me pussy cancer. I'm not going to take a shot from you, sir or madam or whomever you are, robot. Uh, I don't know about the Pfizer. I can't talk a lot about that. But what my, my dear friend Greg told me was the Moderna. Oh, that's the Mercedes of the shots, yo. <laughs> that's the Mercedes of the shots. That's why you got to get fancy. I'm going to CVS. I'm going to CVS to get my fucking fancy Moderna. And I, and I did. And my friend James held my hand. I was like, will you hold my hand? And he is younger than me. <laughs> And we're not involved romantically, but what a sweet friend, right? To just hold, <laughs> and you know, if it was 1999, I would have thought I would have had to give him a blow job or at least a hand job for him to hold my hand to do this situation, right? That's how backwards it was. I'll show you titty. Girl's gone wild. Um, and so he held my hand. It was really nice. And then I got real foggy and like, whoa, lightheaded. And the doctor's all, oh, yeah, that's because you're real nervous. I'm like, bitch, that's because I never had a fucking vaccination before. Are you kidding me? And I told her, I said, I never had a vaccination. Oh, and before I went and got the vaccination, I went to the wrong window at CVS. And I was like, hey, I'm here for your vaccination. And she's like, okay. And I said, yeah, I've never had a shot before. And she goes, oh, okay. And I was like, I was just kind of giving her that as my history. But then she came out again with a different doctor and she's all, uh, and there was a boy there who was a teenager and she looks at the boy and she goes, he's going to need shots for school. And then she points at me and goes, she's going to need a bunch more. Uh, record scratch. Red light. Freeze, bitch. What? No, 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 no. I'm not here to catch up on all my shots. I'm here to get the fucking vaccination for the COVID, COVID vaccination. And she's like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Go to the next window over. I was like, oh, ha, 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 motherfucker. I almost got doused with like <laughs> 42 shots. So anyway, I was all foggy. I was all, ooh. And then um, went and got uh, some uh, chicken sandwiches after that and ate them in the, in the courtyard. And then there was a monsoon. Another monsoon here. The monsoons here are out of this fucking world. I don't, I don't know if I told you I was caught in one when I was driving home on the I-40. And I was in the there's 18 wheelers so that you can't so it's like whoosh, and the, and the you know zero visibility and then the the exits are very very far away from one another so you're really shit out of luck and i'm sitting there with the fucking the phone is on the and the seat next to me and it's like meep 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 it's like emergency get off the threatening life threatening rains and flying and i'm like ah! and so what do you i mean i'm i'm just like steady as she fucking goes and i just talk to the car the whole time I'm like Juanita we got this Juanita you fucking got this girl don't you worry girl you got this and so I I and I got apparently I got it but there was another one the other day after my shot 
So I'm watching the rain. I'm eating my chicken sandwich. And then my friend's got to go and he goes and sells his car and he goes, hey, can you come pick me up so I don't have to call a lift? Because, you know, lives and shit. Everything's kind of fucked up still. So I, I, I call. Uh, so I call. So I get myself together, which again, I'm very foggy. I'm very out of it. And I'm like, uh-oh, I gotta go get my friend. He helped me with my shot. And so I feel like I get in there and I'm all foggy and foofy and, and it's fucking raining, fucking crazy rain with the monsoons. It's insane. It's so, it is rad tips, but it's like, it's frightening because they keep telling you on the emergency things like don't drive through any water you don't know how deep it it is and it might just take you away don't walk through any water same reason it might just take you away and then we have these little things called the arroyos which are like the it's like the la river kind of but it actually has water in it when the fucking rains come and it's like flash flood in the arroyos and so if you're there it's like what you get taken away and then they find bodies in the fucking arroyos and when the fucking rain comes up so it's dangerous sing and so i was scared when i went to get my friend i was scared my street was flooded it wasn't like the i-40 scared but i was fucking scared and so uh, the street was flooded so what did i do i pulled to the side and i let a lady who was behind me i kind of waved her on and then she stopped you know how people will to mad dog you and she stopped to look at me and i just mouthed i'm scared and so she goes, ah, ha, 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 come on. And so she led the way. And then I went, but you know, you got to be honest with people. What am I going to be like? Hey, fuck you, bitch. Like, yes, I could have been because I could have been defensive because being scared is vulnerable. But I'm practicing my vulnerabilities so I don't get so angry all the time. <laughs> Back to the anger. Okay. So I follow this lady and we go and it's insane. And I have my passenger window open this lo- this much so I can get a little air so it doesn't get all foggy in there, you know, with the rain and the heat and the humid. Ha. And so all of a sudden a fucking truck goes by me on the right side and, whoosh, and all of a sudden I'm fucking completely soaked wet. Just from this much and this, it was this much open. That is all. That is all. Just this much. It was, it was like a whole fucking wave of water. So anyway, so I get down there. I pick up my friend. He's very grateful. I'm very happy. He sold the car. Hooray, hooray, ha, ha, ha. Okay, get in the fucking car. We got to go home. So now it hasn't been raining that hard uh, for a couple minutes. The fucking b- the puddles are all gone. Because I'm like, oh, my God, you should have seen it. And the puddles and the, the waves and the I was drenched and the f- thing. And we're driving back. And he's like, I, there's nothing. There's nothing. But he's from here, so he knows. He gets it. It's insane. It can happen like that. And then it's gone. And then it's dried up. And you're like, did I imagine that that was the- I was frightened for like 25 minutes straight. That was insane. Oh my God. But then we got back to the, <clears throat> to the apartment and I parked my car and there's this beeping going on in my car. Beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, I love this car. She really likes to tell me what's going on. That's the last thing I said. That's the famous last words, famous last words. And then I closed the door and locked the thing come back up to the apartment. Oh, I'm woozy. I'm, I'm foozy. I'm kind of not hungry, but kind of weird. I'm kind of tired. I kind of nap. Then I wake up and, and then I go to sleep five o'clock in the morning, up like a shot. I left my lights on. I left my lights on. I had to have left my fucking lights on. So I, this is the anxiety. Ready? She, she's so, she's very present a lot of the time. <laughs> Miss Angie Angs. She gets me up. We put on sweats. We put on shoes. We go down to Juanita, the car, and I open the door and I see that the thing is still clicked on for the lights. Yeah, 
I know, it's a riveting fucking story of me leaving the goddamn battery running. Look at it's just because I was fuzzy and foggy and weirded out from the thing. But now I'm okay. Just took a couple of days of some fuzz and some fog. But then they tell me, oh, you're going to get the second one. You're going to get really sick. I'm like, okay, calm down. This bitch didn't want to get the first one. You know what I mean? Uh, so the next day, my, my, um, my, my arm was really sore. And, uh, you know, the, the shot, shot sore. And I also had, and this is not a humble brag, but I really was excited and also freaked out. I had a self tape that was due and it was eight pages of like some serious dialogue and movements. I had to have a shotgun. What the fuck are you doing? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> and my, I was uh, okay. So I was still a little, oof, but I think maybe that helps because it, it, it does dodge a little of the nerves. You know what I mean? Like you could, you, you can't be that nervous when you're still coming down off your first shot ever as a human. So, uh, everybody crossed fingers that I, that I actually score an acting job before I have to go back to be a waitressing job. And I thank you for your love and support. Uh, I really want to thank you for your love and support. Um, from last week's show again, uh, any of you who watched it, or who listened to it and sent me feedback in regards to it being relatable. I really, really, that's the best compliment, you know, sharing, sharing the show with your friends and then sending me any kind of feedback like that or any kind of feedback I love. But really when I hear that it's relatable, what I've been talking about in terms of family, I mean, last week was a very intense family heavy uh, show, but I think we all can relate to the fact that we carry a lot from when we were kids and we still have it. I mean, I asked my aunt, she's in her 70s, and she, I say, when does this ever end, auntie? When do we stop having all this stuff come up? And she goes, when you die. <laughs> I lift you up, Miss Thing. You're the doll face. Uh, this is my fairy godmother right here, this heart kids and design. She's my fairy godmother. And then Katie's going to join us. We're just kind of saying goodbye, me and my shiny face. Um, but I wanted to thank everybody so much because uh, last week the show was so riveting for some. I got to tell you, true story. I mean, all these are true. Uh, someone missed their plane. A listener of mine l missed her plane last week because she was watching my show with her headphones on at the airport at her gate. They even paged her. And she just couldn't, she goes, girl, she wrote to me and she goes, girl, this is how amazing and riveting and delightful, to use your word, your show is, I missed my fucking plane. And then I reminded her, I believe you were going to see family, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe you did it subconsciously. So I was talking shit about my fam. You were thinking to yourself, you know what? I'm going to take a day. And I'm going to have a day last with mine. <laughs> Yay. Oh, thank you, Rob Schneck. Thank you, baby. I, I really enjoy this. I really have to say how grateful I am to have this uh, every week and to have you all every week and to know that I'm not alone in all these uh, fears and questions and freakouts and uh, memories, all the stuff. And I do recommend the Woodstock 99 documentary, even though it's very hard to watch in terms of our fucking societal breakdown. Makes you want to break. <laughs> Give me something to break. <laughs> you know, Olympus. 
And Kid Rock was like, I just have one thing to say. Bill Clinton's a pimp and Monica Lewinsky's a hoe. And everyone was like, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is where I come from. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, if you are uh, in the Albuquerque area, tomorrow night I am in a show that I am so excited to be on. I am so excited. I did it last month. It's a once a month thing. It's called Whiskey and Women. It's at the Hollow Spirits Distillery downtown. And it is a fucking blast. Amory, uh, all these gals that have put it together. And it's an all woman situation. It's five bucks. You can get your tickets at the door. You can reserve uh, from the flyer. There's a flyer in my uh, stories and stuff. And I, I am fucking psyched to be on this show tomorrow. She gave me half an hour last month, so I'm hoping to do that much time this month. I cannot wait. I got a lot to talk about. Uh, also, if you'd like, uh, wherever you are in the world, tomorrow you can tune in to uh, a show called Carla V thinks out loud and Carla V thinks out loud follow her account on Instagram and then go and tune into her at uh, six o'clock mountain tomorrow live five o'clock uh, for the Pacific and um, eight o'clock right for the East Coast and what you can see there is me being interviewed by Carla Vasquez and she is a gas a doll she is another comedian she is from here she is awesome we have a lot of laughs we have just so much to talk about uncensored unfiltered great time uh, shout out to her producer Larry hello Larry thank you for the flyer he made the best flyer for me that I've ever had. It moves. It has music. It's very charming. It has exciting little golden letters, lettering and things. So I am jazzed beyond belief to go hang out with Larry and Carla. I'm going to hang out with Larry and Carla tomorrow. So please tune in to Carla V Thinks Out Loud. It's going to be on YouTube. It's on Twitch. It's on, uh, uh, what's this? Instagram. <laughs> Oh, my God. And then afterwards, we get to go. And she's on the show at Hollow Spirits. So what a fucking good time, Sally, this is going to be, huh? What a good time, Tammy. That's what I'm talking about. So in conclusion, be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Do the best you can. If that means sitting on the couch one day or two days or five days, just fucking do it. Nobody's calling you for anything no one's freaking out on you good you don't have anything to worry about just go and just be in the moment that's all it is the present is a gift that's why they call it a present it's the present because it's a present oh, i say this out loud so that i can remember as well please be gentle with yourself and uh i will put all the information in the show notes about you know if you're feeling frisky Please go ahead and share this with your pals. I know you had a laugh or two. We always have a laugh or two. Share it with some friends. This is the biggest love that you can give to me. Uh, I adore you so much. I mean, it's it's insane. I can't even say goodbye. No, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. Okay. Goodbye. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>